This is 5G Talent Talk with Carrie Charles, CEO of Broadstaff Talent Solutions. Brought to you by RCR Wireless News and Telecom Careers. Connect at CarrieCharles.com. And now, here's Carrie Charles. I'm Carrie Charles, your host of 5G Talent Talk. And today we're going to talk about how transitioning military and veterans will be a key component of 5G deployment. I have with me today Carrie Shyak, the CEO of SAC Wireless. Thanks so much, Carrie, for joining me today on 5G Talent Talk. Thank you very much. I'm glad to be here. Great. So, Carrie, tell me more about SAC Wireless, your role in the 5G ecosystem, and also your relationship with Nokia. So, SAC's been around for about 20 years now. Started off as a small company doing a lot of site acquisition, zoning, licensing, permitting. It grew over the years where we started doing construction, so we have our own crews. And four years ago, we got purchased by Nokia. Nokia realized that in North America, in order to play in this, in, in, in this, sorry, in this environment, you needed to have your own capabilities. So they looked at SAC, acquired SAC, and we brought a lot of the deployment experience from construction, project management, site development, architectural engineering, and essentially the construction management of GC. So, so that's how we ended up getting in with Nokia, and that's that's part of our uh, um, legacy where we are today. So today we still work with all the major carriers within within the U.S. Um, and we continue to do that. And especially now with some of the stuff going on with the build in 5G, there is so much activity going on. You know, a bit of a pause with what happened with T-Mobile and Sprint. But now their legs are starting to get underneath them. We're past day one. We're starting to see a lot of stuff happening. So in 5G, I mean, what's interesting is part of COVID-19, when you look, the demand on the network now is phenomenal. It's not what people, a lot of the carriers had expected because they've mainly built in the course. Now with everybody working out of their homes, everybody's trying to do video um, and, and just communicate. It's put such a different demand on their networks, and they're realizing how important broadband and communications are in all of the rural areas. So you're seeing a real focus on that right now. Yes, and I think, Carrie, that we're all seeing how important that broadband is right now in every single household. So you're, you're spot on with that. Yeah. No, I mean, it, it's interesting how it changed so quickly as part of you know with COVID-19 coming up and everybody working from home, like literally in our case, every one of our employees is working virtual. So they're no longer in the offices. So, and actually it's taken a bit to adapt, but I think people have adapted. The technology is there. Everything from Zoom like we're using today and, and on all the different communication platforms, people are getting used to it. So it's coming. Wow. And, and how many employees do you have at SAC now? We're sitting around 1,400 right now. Wow. So if you've had to move 1,400 people home to work yeah, remote. Yeah, 27 offices across the U.S. And, and what's interesting is it took about a week or two to make sure the IT systems were there. People were set up with the proper equipment, got things rolling. But from a productivity standpoint, it's interesting. We've either stayed the same on any. In some cases, we've actually increased. It's working. It's, it's fantastic. And, and so you're going to take those lessons and apply them in the future with uh, with the non-remote work when you get back in the office, I'm sure. Yeah, absolutely. Matter of fact, I expect probably about 20% of our workforce will continue to work, work remotely or virtual as we go on because they've gotten used to it. It's comfortable. We figured out how to make it work on both sides. So it's probably something that will happen definitely in the future. Fascinating information. I'm sure that's happening with companies all over America. 
Good information. Well, Carrie, I've heard that SAC Wireless has an excellent program for transitioning military and veterans. So in your opinion, why are veterans a good fit for the telecom industry? You know, it's interesting to me, the veterans have been such an important part of what we're doing and how we're building our company. They come and the next part is when they come, it's their attitude, it's the structure, it's being able to train them. They know exactly what, how to do things. They, they ask questions. They're, they're, I find they're very professional at adapting and learning and contributing. And they're not afraid to ask questions, but start digging in, right? So they've been a, a perfect fit for us. And it's something we continue today to drive. And, you know, if I look, I think it's about 40% of the people we brought on have already been promoted within the company because they see opportunities. They've got the right skill sets, the right attitude. So it's been it's been very critical to our success. I absolutely love this topic because I'm also a veteran myself from the Marine Corps. And so anytime that, you know, that I hear data like that, 40 percent are being promoted. I mean, that is just Absolutely something to be so proud of, Carrie. We've seen over the past few years this talent shortage, and especially, you know, in 5G, the, the industry was worried, you know, how are we going to deploy 5G? How are we going to build this out? How is it going to happen with such a talent shortage? And with what's happening in the world right now, with, you know, people being unemployed, you would think that there is no more talent shortage and there's just a plethora of candidates. But within, you know, the skills that we need in telecom specifically, there really isn't. Companies are still struggling to find qualified, skilled people. So what would you know, this the, the role of veterans in this you know, the deployment and in 5G, where do you see their role? Because I, I do know that there's a lot of transferable skills there as well with veterans and what they need to do to uh, to deploy 5G. Yeah, you know, when, when we look at veterans, to me, it's not a single um, job that we're looking at because the skill sets, everything from, we've got people that climb towers. So there's people there that have got the skill sets that like the hype, they like the independence of being out there working on the towers, working in teams, because typically you're a team of four people. So it's that group working together, finding the towers, delivering. And then, you know, you go from there, we've got supervisors that manage four or five crews. And again, they've got experience. So they know how to manage people. They know the deliverables. They know the skill sets. There's a lot of focus, especially from our side, on on, uh, safety. Safety, to me, underpins everything we do. We're in a very challenging industry. Safety is everything we do from the training, make sure they've got the proper uh, equipment, safety equipment, the, the check-ins every morning, the checklist they've got to go through. Our goal is we want everybody to go home safe every night. But if I look at the job sets from when they're climbing the towers to supervising it, being informants, being supervising, these people coming in, they can manage the projects, they're calm, it's managing all the different data points coming in together. So they're covering a wide range of areas. And even in our professional services on site acquisition and zoning and leasing, again, it's a process. Once they learn the process, they're very quick to pick it up and move. So I don't we've never looked at bringing in one specific job, but across the entire company, we've got people that are trainers now. We've got people that are in safety now. So they're filling a number of different roles for sure. So let's talk more about SAC's program for recruiting, retaining, and, you know, really promoting veterans. Why, in your opinion, why is SAC a perfect home for veterans and transitioning military? Well, one is, I think, first off, we, we, we work with a number of different companies to make sure that one, people get our name up there. Because, again, we're not, we're not 
one of the big five OEMs or something like that. We are a services only company. So one is getting our name out there. A lot of folks, we've got a very good team that, that does that. But I think the biggest thing that attracts them again, you can pretty well pick, do you want to be in the office? Do you want to remain outside climbing towers and working with teams on construction? So there's so many different very pieces of jobs. Do you want to focus more on training the different people, right? And the safety aspects of it or the program management. So they can come in and there's different opportunities across because as you pointed out, there's a shortage of staff everywhere across our industry. So the opportunities to come in and take a look, where do you want to be? You want to work outside, work with a team, you want to work inside, you want to work with customers directly. So I think the advantage of coming in is looking at the complete portfolio for openings we have and find the right one that fits for what they're looking for, either at that time, the stage in their life, or that the challenge that they want to grow and learn something new. Exactly. And there's thousands of, of military transitioning actually every month now. So what a fantastic opportunity. Carrie, tell me a little bit more about just the SAC culture and career development opportunities within SAC. Maybe not necessarily just for veterans, but for everyone. Well, you know, it's, it's interesting. When I look at SAC, we've grown. We had, when I started with SAC two, two, I guess about two and a half years ago, we're about half the size. So we've almost doubled every year for the last two years, three years now. So the growth of what's going on has really driven um, a culture in SAC of we get things done, we hit our commitments, we're, we do things safe, and it's all focused on quality. And when you're, getting, when you're getting growth like that, you have people that have opportunities within the company. So you're not doing the same job you were six months ago or nine months ago. You can move through into different areas if you want to do professional services or you want to go back up to the, the field or you want to be in front of the customer. So the opportunities within the company and the training that goes along with it, I think a lot of our programs around the retention, what they, what they can actually get from uh, compensation and rewards part. And I think just the challenging in the job, you tend to want to make sure that you're, you're in a company that you see those opportunities. So I think SAC's done a good job of recruiting really good talent and leadership that are experienced in the industry and respected the industry. And that's why we continue to grow how we are or how we have been. I think having Nokia too also is a, the mothership and that owns us is a big piece of, of opening up some doors and also giving us credibility with customers we may not have in the past. So I think, you know, a couple of things like that and then bring the people on, like I said, and training them, making sure they have the right set of opportunities and they're treated right. So, Gary, you talk about training. Let's dig into that just a little bit more and talk about your training program for these veterans. Like once, once a veteran gets hired, where do they go? What do you move them into? I think you do have a full training program set up, correct? Yeah, absolutely. So there's different parts. First off, when coming in, there's a whole orientation of who SAC is, our platforms, our tools, the organization and all that. But then depending where you're going to, if you're going into our field services team that's in the construction side, outdoors, you're climbing towers, we have a dedicated facility. We've got four of them. Our main ones in Elgin. We actually have indoor towers, and we are actually one of the only companies that have an outdoor tower. So we actually have trained with pe people there. We've got the facilities. People actually climb the towers, practice the rescuing. They go outside. They get certified on the, on the outside tower, so they actually see the environment before they actually go to the field. A lot of companies will bring people in their first time that they've ever climbed a tower is on the job out there. We don't do that. You've got to come in. You've got to get your proper training, certification, rescue, everything from making sure that you know CPR, all the safety things before we ever send you to the field. So that's an important part. 
And then if you want to be in program management, there's a whole series of, pro of project management, program management courses and skills that we go on. So, and we've got high performer programs, we've got leader, leadership training. So we've got a very strong portfolio of training, depending on which, which part of the business you're in. Let's talk about other entry points to SAC. And again, you mentioned some of them earlier. So let's say uh, someone is coming in and they're not going to come in as a tower climber. Yeah. They have other transferable skills that make them suitable for, let's say, a project manager or some, some other, you know, some other place. What other entry points do you have? Well, you mentioned that one is project management. I mean, project management to me is one of the most crucial things. That's what we're really about. We project manage, right? And you've got everything from vendor management, management 70% of our workforce are, are general contractors, GCs. So entry points on that, managing the vendors. There's also, since you've got so many people that are in the field working, you've got safety and quality people. We have people in the field that focus specifically on that. You've got construction managers at different levels that come in that make sure that the site, the contractors have got all the proper material. They've got everything set up. They've got the proper lift plans on how they're going to do things, right? Or set up the cranes. So there's so many different piece parts along the entire value chain from the time that a customer says, we'd like you to build a site, right till that is on the air and handed off. So all the steps in between, making sure you got the proper permits, the zoning, in our professional services, we hire a lot of people in that that actually start in that area to better understand the business. So, so there's a lot of entry points across the entire chain. So depending on what people are looking for. Carrie, let's switch gears a bit. I'd love to get your thoughts on the current talent landscape in telecom. And, you know, with what we're experiencing right now with COVID-19 and 5G and the, the broadband and TMO, like every, the whole thing. And how do you see this affecting 5G deployments? It, it's interesting. The demand right now is higher than it's ever been. And before COVID-19, if you looked at the unemployment rate, it was a challenge because the unemployment rate was low. Now I think a lot of things have started to change, but if you look at where we're going, our shortage right now is skill sets across every position that I've mentioned. So we have a real demand on that, and that demand is not going to diminish. With the rollout of 5G, the demand that that's going to come as part of that, 5G will be going on for the next three, four, or five years. So we need to have the skill sets, and there's two parts. You either have the 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 um, people that have been in the industry for quite a while, and that's diminishing, right? People my age and stuff, I've already told my team, when 6G comes around, I'm not part of 6G. I'll be a user. <laughs> I'm not going to deploy it. I've been here since 1G or 0G. But, <laughs> but So you've got people that are experienced that are getting to the point in their career where, you know, it's done and let's, let's move on. And then you've got people that are fresh into the industry that are really learning, like, what is a base station? What is cellular? What is 5G? So you're really trying to, you're pulling at both ends, trying to fill that because you still want the people with all of that experience that can help train new entrants that are coming into this because it is an interesting industry. I mean, I've been in it for 25 plus years. So I've seen all the different challenges, the ups and downs, but this is a, when you look at what is going to impact society, I think one of the, in the biggest ways, obviously mobility, 5G, what's happening with the capabilities that comes in with 5G, it is really going to be the underpinning technology for, for civilization to move forward. The fact of flexibility, like we see now even COVID-19, people working from home on their laptops or computers, their mobiles, the ability to do that is all enabled. There's a stat that I know Jen pulled up a while ago, 80% of all 911 calls are made from a, from a cell phone from mobility. Wow. So you think about how it has changed the industry and think about autonomous cars 
even you think of what's going on in COVID-19, if 5G was fully rolled out, the ability for low latency medical teams to be able to work with each other, right? So they could help. There's a lot of things that are going to happen in the industry. But again, in order to do that, you have to have the people. So really, it's really finding people that have that appetite. They want to learn. They want to really be part of that technology and know where it's going. And I think from a, a future, if you're looking for a job, the next four or five years, and I think much longer than that, telecom is, is, is a great place to be. It really is. Exciting news. Uh, well said. And I couldn't agree with you more, Carrie. Where can our listeners learn more about SAC available positions, uh, you know, get in touch? This has just been a fantastic uh, episode here with information. You go to our website, SAC, SACW.com. Everything is there, right? If you just, if you look in LinkedIn, look on any of the platforms and query SAC, you'll see it. The links, all of our jobs are posted on there. Contact information is in there. So definitely you can look at any one of those like I said, whether it be on LinkedIn, our website, we're, we're across everywhere. Great, sure. great, great. Carrie, thank so. you so much for joining me today on 5G Talent Talk. It's, uh, it's just been so informative, and I loved hearing more about SAC. Absolutely. I appreciate the opportunity. Thank you very much, Carrie. And thank you for listening to this episode of 5G Talent Talk, brought to you by RCR Wireless News, Telecom Careers, and Broadstaff 5G Talent Solutions. I would love to hear from you. You can always connect with me at kerrycharles.com. Please join me next week for another episode and stay well. You've been listening to 5G Talent Talk with Carrie Charles, CEO of Broadstaff Talent Solutions. Brought to you by RCR Wireless News and Telecom Careers. Connect with Carrie at CarrieCharles.com. Carrie